Are you someone who is fascinated by all the pregnancy, childbirth, and motherhood stuff few people talk about because they're too embarrassed? If so, welcome to the motherload of all things taboo, or at least really wild and interesting. The Asking for a Pregnant Friend podcast is based off the book of the same name and dives in to all of the pregnancy, birth, and mothering topics that make many people blush or scratch their heads. I do all the boring research so you don't have to and bring you interviews with the leading experts and the topics I cover. I also share all the things about myself, Bailey Gaddis. I'm all about TMI. You'll also hear stories from brave women who gave permission to have their stories shared. So come along, my friend, on a journey into the beautiful underbelly of making, growing, and raising babies. If you think kids are irritating, but you now find yourself pregnant or contemplating becoming pregnant, you might be worried that this means you're destined to be a bad mom. But I have great news for you. It does not. So there are plenty of women who stiffen at the sight of kids, but are still great mothers. You are allowed both. And if it's any comfort, I naively thought that the fact that I love kids would make motherhood a breeze. But I was mistaken. You know, for those who find comfort in a controlled environment where, you know, social norms are followed, kids can be jarring enigmas. And if you're one of these, if you're one of these people, you might feel like you're missing a part of the brain that allows you to, you know, relate to the littles, which could understandably make you uncomfortable interacting with them. And and there's nothing wrong with feeling this way. We all have different things that make us tick and trigger discomfort. And if kids are one of your discomfort triggers, it doesn't mean you're a monster. It means that you're a human who finds it hard to relate to people who seem to be in their own world half the time and who poop their pants. So something that will have your back and heart as you get to know both your child and who you are as a mother is oxytocin also known as the love hormone or social glue, it helps humans attach to their babies, even if that attachment takes a while. And, you know, when you engage in common acts of mothering, like feeding, holding, cooing, smelling that yummy baby head, the pituitary gland releases oxytocin, which reinforces nurturing. So the more you nurture, the better you feel. And as you're reveling in this feel-good hormone, your baby will be doing the same. So this love juice doesn't just make you start loving all the babies, but it'll make you really, really like your own, at least most of the time. And if you notice a lack of pleasure when interacting with your baby, your body might not be producing adequate levels of oxytocin. Um, And as this could be a sign of postpartum depression, which absolutely is not your fault or somehow connected to your pre-pregnancy dislike of children, um, it's really important to check in with your care provider 
if you're not feeling that attachment to ensure you receive quality support. Again, if you're experiencing postpartum depression. And in addition to oxytocin, there's also the little thing where motherhood pretty much completely cracks you open. It shakes up all your preconceived notions and it turns you into this new version of your pre-pregnancy self. And this new version might still find other kids irritating, but it will have a new skill set that helps you care for and relate to your little human. And you'll also develop a deeper empathy for kids as you gain insight into why they do what they do. You know, for example, after you have a baby and hear another baby crying, you might find that you're no longer irritated by that sound, but instead recognize it as, you know, a request for a clean diaper or some milk. And, you know, realizing how parenthood changes you can be equal parts overwhelming um, but also fascinating. And the most drastic motherhood change I've seen took place in one of my friends who I'll call Clarissa. Um, she would like literally recoil if a kid got close to her. She would like give them a tight smile and like slowly back away. And the few times I saw her hold a baby, they would start crying. Um, sometimes she would start crying. So I was shocked when she became pregnant. Um, you know, yes, kids freaked her out, but she said that because she and her partner came from really small families, they wanted people to hang out with as they grew old. Fair enough. Um, but because her desire to have a baby was inspired by thoughts of what life would be like when the child was an adult, she had a lot of doubts and anxieties about her ability to take care of a baby. And, you know, she was so sure early motherhood would be awful that she asked her doctor to preemptively prescribe antidepressants, but she luckily never needed them. You know, when the baby was born, this switch flipped and her maternal instincts turned on. She still finds other kids intolerable, but adores her own. Um, you know, her partner is in charge of going to the mommy and me classes and kid parties and Clarissa takes, you know, the reins at home and that is just what works for them. So that maternal skills and all-consuming love switch might not immediately flip for you and that's also okay. You know, even women who adore kids sometimes find it difficult to, to tap into mom mode. And, you know, just be gentle with yourself. Ask for support, professional support, if, you know, you're really feeling down. Keep nurturing your baby, even when it feels uncomfortable. And take care of your own needs as they are absolutely still essential. You can also remember that, you know, each mother and baby have their own way of relating. And so while these relationships may look similar on the outside, every mother and baby duo has this customized thing going. And you'll find your thing as you navigate parenthood. You know, you and your baby, the rest of your tribe will figure out the care systems and types of bonding that work best for you. And it might not fall into place immediately, but continuing to follow your intuition regarding what feels right for you and your family will help you eventually find this individualized system that works. And don't worry if your system looks totally different from what other families are doing. You know, all that matters is that you figure out a way of life that 
that gives everyone involved the opportunities to be happy, healthy, and fulfilled. And here's a little tip. Um, because it can feel really strange and a little bit boring to talk to a human who can't speak, you can begin practicing by, by talking to your baby while they're still in the womb. And as you practice this skill, know that you don't have to speak in simple sentences or in a baby voice. You know, feel free to read aloud from the newspaper sing along to your favorite opera, you know, talk to your belly about your thoughts on climate change. The, the point is to expose the baby to your voice and language. And so you might as well talk to them about things that interest you. And this exercise can help peel away one of the many layers of newness that you'll experience during early motherhood, helping you feel a little bit more prepared for the unknown. So again, you are absolutely not destined to be a bad mother if you can't stand kids. If you can like, subscribe, comment, that would be so incredibly helpful. That will allow me to keep providing this content for you guys. All right. Love you. Is pregnancy or early motherhood making you feel other than? Is it triggering all sorts of weird emotional and physical stuff you are sure no one else is going through? If so, get your copy of Asking for a Pregnant Friend, 101 Answers to Questions Women Are Too Embarrassed to Ask About Pregnancy, Childbirth, and Early Motherhood. This book is like the modern-day Dear Abby for pregnant women and new moms who want to get straight yet loving answers to the pregnancy, birth, and mothering questions they're too afraid to ask, those questions that make you blush. You can get your copy of Asking for a Pregnant Friend on Amazon or from Barnes & Noble, Target, and everywhere else books are sold. Whoa.